Hi everyone, welcome to the African Brief Podcast Show. My name is Olusegun and I welcome you to this maiden edition of the program. It's all about us Africans talking about ourselves, talking about what's improving us, what's keeping us going, issues of importance to us. And I want to believe it's going to be um, beneficial to all of us. If you have the opportunity to contribute to this show, our mailing list is available for everyone to join. We would love to hear from you. Today, we're starting with this topic about cryptocurrencies and their contribution to the uh, concept of a cashless Africa. You know, recently someone asked me a question about the role of cryptocurrencies in the development of Africans as individuals. And I was like, oh, that's a very good question. Something we can all discuss and rub minds together on it. So it's basically the main reason for our topic for today. Right before COVID-19 broke out, so many efforts have been made by governments in Africa from Nigeria to Kenya to South Africa, they've been doing their best to read our societies of uh, paper notes, cash, being in, in circulation. Many governments have been working on it for quite some time, introducing policies that um, they think are geared towards uh, discouraging um, paper notes being used more while encouraging digital form of payment. There were more cards in circulation, more mobile apps being developed, and people are getting used to their phones more to make transactions. Not just in Africa, though. It's all over the world. Like in China, you have the likes of Alipay and WeChat Pay, which are major payment structures that control more than 80% of transactions payment transactions all over China, which is very huge. So coming back to Africa, you can see the case of uh, M-Pesa in Kenya, how it's been developing into something that huge, even to, to advancing, crossing, across, uh, crossing to other parts of the, of the continent. And then you see it rolling out to other parts of the continent, like in Nigeria, they are coming up with uh, mobile money stuff, like from MTN to uh, Airtel. Everything is getting bigger. But at the same time, while all this been growing on its own, there's also been the growth of the cryptocurrency market. You see, if you observe carefully, you notice that the, the, the cryptocurrency space uh, has been building a parallel digital financial system alongside the traditional system that we've been used to. You know, at first, it's kind of somewhat aloof at a distance. And then it was kind of not it was not recognized by authorities at some point. But its proponents, they were like persistent. They were pushing the idea that, and then as eventually the digital asset class has emerged and of recognition is now recognized now, sort of. And cryptos have now proven to almost everybody that they are not going anywhere. So then came COVID-19. COVID-19, you know, made cryptocurrencies to become more obvious 
because the the outbreak really had a great impact on every virtually every aspect of our lives. COVID nineteen changed a lot of things from the way we work, the way we study, the way we make transactions, even uh, ID ID verification. Everything changed. So. And with the look of things, you know, around that period, the, the need to apply a digital approach to almost everything increased. So it now made it made the, the, the necessity for a digital means of value transfer much more important and more urgent. And that's where we are today. So while governments continue to fast track their Cashless society initiatives, the, the, the crypto crypto economy as a parallel grew as well. If you are following the market, you realize that at this point, the entire market on its own is now worth about $2 trillion, which is a far, far cry from what it used to be some 10, 12 years ago. What we've seen so far is that it proves that it proves what many top my players in the tech world have been saying, have been saying, the likes of uh, Twitter CEO um, Jack Dorsey, who had, at some point said that the likes of Bitcoin is good for Africa. The likes of Bitcoin, they are good for Africa. You know, it's not that he's saying something new, actually, but considering the platform he has as an, as an individual, his words kind of lend credence to the effort to encourage the adoption of cryptocurrencies, not just in Africa, but universally. But let's focus on Africa now. You know, so when the person contacted me recently, asked me the question of why I think, if I think at all, that uh, cryptocurrencies are good for individuals in Africa, I made him to realize that uh, Africa stands to benefit more from cryptocurrencies. And I tried to give him some reasons for that, you know, because in Africa, uh, unlike in most advanced countries of the world, Africa does not have that... uh, compact financial system that is capable of handling complex uh, multi-layered financial issues and that's a very major reason why cryptocurrencies are very useful also we realize that africa is already one of the major destinations that's been benefiting from cryptocurrencies as at this day and with the look of things the, the 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 trend will continue to grow because so much has not really changed in the last few years across Africa. From the days when we had the likes of Zimbabwe to Nigeria having recording a high level of inflation. You know, this has been a key motivation that has driven so many people to cryptocurrencies. Because it is a way to hedge their funds, the value of their funds, they, they, they can't try, try to edge it in cryptocurrency so that the value won't be lost completely you know and then bitcoin as at is at the forefront of a developing a digital economy such that it is having a, a burden a, a boarding um ecosystem being built around it and that's very important because so many people are building and resting leaning on the ecosystem and it's getting bigger by the day. So how are Africans and cryptos who are working together? I won't say that um, Africans are actively involved in cryptocurrencies um, 
in his emergencies because in their emergencies because <laughs> it is widely accessible. It can be used at any time of the day, in any hour, any day, no weekends, no banks being closed. It is very, very useful. It is accessible, no weekends, no banks closure, no public holidays, any hour, any time of the day. So for especially for those Africans that are now working um, in different time zones, this is very, very useful for them. It is secure, it is fast and easier to use, especially when it comes to cross-border transactions. Cryptocurrencies are so secure and they are fast. Um, according to uh, the Bitcoin network, just 10 minutes to make your transfer. Sometimes they, when the network is jammed, it could be take a bit longer, but usually, depending on the gas rate applied, it shouldn't be more than 10 minutes. On, and then it, this is very helpful for the various challenges facing intra-Africa trade. I'm sure some of us would have known that Intra-Africa trade at this moment in Africa is very, very low. African countries are not really transacting with one another. And that's a very big issue. Now, it's very difficult that sometimes, sometimes to make transfer within just an African country, you have to go through uh, another fiat currency that is well accepted on both sides. We can't use and national currencies to transact with another African country, which is not too good. So we have to, like, say, use a reserve currency like the U.S. dollar, and we have to transfer and fiat currency to the U.S. dollar first. They will make it transfer to the other country in Africa. Then they will now transfer it and exchange it into their local currency again. And this, all these incurs unnecessary bank charges. So that's number one. And then the value along the line when you have to make several exchanges just to make a, trans a transaction, along the line, the value of the amount you initiated will have reduced at some point. And then upon that, you still have to wait for like two, three days for these transactions to be completed. That's how Entrances that can set one back, set one's business back. And I, I, I just hope that the recent launch of um, African Continental Free Trade Area as a free trade area uh, agreement is going to help address some of these challenges. If it was launched in January 2021, but I hope it will improve sections of the intra-Africa trades um, like to in improve... Um, the low into Africa trade, which is quite discouraging. So, in another word, this low level of into Africa trade is costs more. It costs us more as Africans, and at the same time, it takes more time to be actualized. So, I could remember in one of my and uh, one experience I had a lot of time. I was traveling from Sierra Leone in West Africa to Togo. I couldn't go straight because of this level of uh, disconnect between travel and the region. I had to the, the airline has to take me from um, from Freetown in Sierra Leone to first to Casablanca in Morocco. Then I had to travel for like six hours to get there. I had to wait for another twelve hours to connect my flight back to 
Lume in Togo, another six to seven hours, which is quite absurd. But what do we do? That's the choice we have now. And so, but all in order, if if all these issues are not really, uh, if they are not addressed, because I take it that Bitcoin has been solving some of the problems and will continue to solve these problems if they remain unresolved, even when more African countries open up trades with one another. So Bitcoin has been playing a very useful role in the development in some parts of Africa. Now, if you have been following events around some parts of the continent, you will notice that many young Africans are now trade in cryptocurrencies or they act as a go-between when it is used for remittance purposes. You know, Africans, particularly those in diaspora, they do a lot of uh, remittance to, to their native countries, and that sector has been known to benefit African countries in terms of inflows from the from from outside of Africa, and it's been helping people. So right now, people are acting like inter intermediaries, trying to help to um, clear these transfers. So so those people who are running this kind of a business, they, 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 they now make a living from commissions on such transactions. And that's a, a, an opportunity for people to to less depend, to depend less on any system. Others are you know others are able to launch freelance gigs, you know, online. You know, so you have the likes of Fiverr, you have the likes of Upwork, you have uh, you have so many platforms that are helping freelancers in parts of Africa to connect for remote jobs and then um, these opportunities. And then as, as they seek a means, a means to facilitate their payment structure. So cryptocurrencies really help in this regard. They make payment easier without the stress of going through traditional banks. I mean, considering what I discussed earlier, if you are to go through the banks and all these charges, it's, it costs you more. And at the end of the day, what you get is less. So, so cryptos in general, they help to create a form of engagement. It creates a, 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 a form of livelihood for a fraction of young Africans who would rather remain unemployed because there, isn't, there are no jobs for them. Secondly, the cryptocurrencies, they help improve the level of financial education. Like those freelancers that I mentioned, they act as their own banks. They, have, they act in issuing their invoices. They, they act in completing their ledgers and savings. They even prepare their, their budgets. So... Technically, you have to develop this sound financial knowledge to be able to cope with this new way of doing things. At the same time, while they are earning money, developing their knowledge in the financial uh, financial sector, uh, they are also being prepared, being prepped, you know, to to make themselves more strategically valuable. They make themselves more marketable and, and relevant in the global job market. You know, when you try to improve, polish, or own your ability, 
in a particular area of expertise, you are challenged to do more. So it gives them, you know, they have direct access to a global market of uh, recruiters. So they give out jobs, they get jobs that normally would not be possible some years back. So with this, and they use cryptocurrencies to facilitate the payment stru- structure and system, and they are, they are okay. So in all, it indicates that um, so far there, there, is a, there is an improved living standard for some Africans when compared to what was obtainable some years, some years ago. So I, I was able to answer this person in such way, in such a way, and I really think it made sense out of what I explained. I don't know what you think, what you know about cryptocurrencies, and how you think they are helping us to grow as individuals, as Africans generally. But I would love to hear from you. I would love to hear. We would love to hear from you. We would love to know your contribution. What do you think? There are some areas you may be able to uh, shed more light try to reach out to us and I'll be looking forward to read your message. Our email address is AfricanBrief, one word, AfricanBrief at gmail.com. You can also join our mailing list if you want. The same email address and we'll always provide you with more information. AfricanBrief at gmail.com. See you next time.